Hello, my name is Michael McMaster, and this is my podcast called An Open Mind, where I try to bring new ideas, enlightening ideas, um, things that you can use in your life to help you improve your life and make your life better, and improve relationships and everything else around you. And, um, <laughs> you know, I do this podcast in this room, I call it Van Gogh's Bedroom. I do everything in here. I create this, I create books, I create music, I create everything here. It's wonderful. And so I think it's important for all of us to have some kind of sacred space, you know, wherever it might be, that we can go to and just sort of sit and just feel whatever. Um, We all need that. We all need space for ourselves. You know, it's very hard to sort of get it these days because we do so many different things and, you know, our lives are overwhelming to a large extent. And I'm going to... Last week's podcast, I have to remember the numbers now because this is going out there to the world. Um, number 41, you know, I talked about emotions and how we can help ourselves emotionally. And basically, our emotions are really a product of free will of how we choose to think and feel. Even though <laughs> I've got some emails, right? Even though we have things happen to us in our life, you know, which can be tragedy or a relationship breaks up or. You know, we move to a different state, different country, different planet, (laughs) whatever. Um, You know, we have to usually leave things behind that we really care about. And it's difficult for a lot of people. Like, you know, I'm going through something like that myself now. And and people are like, how do you deal with it? You know, I'm going, oh, my God, you know, (laughs) I have to explain myself. And um, so I use the very things that I talk about on these podcasts in helping me emotionally. I've said to you before about um, on my podcast that, um, like in my room here, like I said, I call it Van Gogh's bedroom, and everything in here, there's not much in here, has a sense of purpose, a sense of spirituality, and a sense of beauty to it. So everything I have in my life means something to me. I don't have, you know, you know. I mean, a lot of people collect stuff, and I mean, <laughs> anyway, they collect stuff, and they, you know, they don't even unbox it. So what's the point? So everything has that. So when I leave something behind, it's um, difficult for me because it's I'm embedded in it and it is embedded in me. And that's how I live. And I actually like it because I don't have, you know, a lot of things because I only have what means something to me so that I can enjoy it. And hopefully it enjoys me, whatever that may be, right? So... In that podcast last week, um, I had to do some thinking about things with that because, you know, and I'm going to say this too. I'm going to sort of tell you like story kind of thing um, to help maybe understand a little bit. Two things, you know, first about emotion and first about how we think. See, a long time ago, we didn't have factories. We didn't have office buildings. We didn't have any of that stuff. And let's say in England, because that's sort of where it started. We lived in villages and we had like our stores, you know, everybody had a store. Our people were farmers. Uh, That's how we lived. And we sort of lived by natural time. And what I mean by that is that, you know, you would wake up sort of when maybe when the sun came up and, you know, you stopped everything, maybe when the sun was going down. And that's how we lived. So we were in tune with nature and that's how we lived. And so we, they didn't have the disease then, except for the Black Plague and stuff like that, that we sort of have now on the rampant basis that we have it now. And there was a thing, 
like grieving. Let's say a woman lost her husband. The natural grieving period was like two years, and people went through that. But then come the advent of the Industrial Revolution, and that changed everything. It changed mankind in some positive ways, but a lot of negative ways. So what started to happen is that the owners of the factories wanted people to work from 5 a.m. in the morning until like, you know, 7 o'clock at night. And so people who owned stores and farmers and that sort of bought into it because they were sort of guaranteed a certain amount of money every week, as opposed to having to worry about somebody coming into their store and buying something or, you know, selling, you know, the sheep or selling the milk or something like this. So they did this. But what happened was we got out of natural time. Our bodies and our minds and our hearts and spirits were no longer in sync with how the universe is. So the factory owners would go out and send you know, people at five o'clock in the morning to knock on your window before the sun come up to get you to go to work and to make them money and to pay you a small amount of money. But then when the women started to work you know, and their husband died, there was no two-year grieving period anymore. You had to be there working. So the grieving period sort of went from like two years to two weeks. And everything was out of balance. What is it now? Three days? Do you see? So, and that's when disease really started to take hold of us in terms of stress and everything. Because if you worked in a store, you know, people come in and you chat and you talk and, you know, gossip and everything. And it's sort of all natural, you know. But that went away. You had to work, 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 and you couldn't do that anymore. So the natural flow of being a human being went out the window. And other things started to come in. Like I said, disease, frustration, anger, divorce, all this stuff started to happen. And so we, it's the same today. I mean, I, sometimes I drive on the freeway. I mean, I remember going at five o'clock in the morning to catch a plane somewhere. I couldn't believe that the freeway had cars on. I couldn't even believe the airport had people in it. And so we've we've lost all that. So we think what how we live today is natural. It is not. That's why so many people are on antidepressants, cannot sleep over nighttime, everything. We are living in an unnatural way to live. And some people are trying to get back to that. And it's very, very difficult because, you know, we have all these responsibilities and everything like this. This is why I'm an advocate of finding peace within yourself. And I've talked about that a lot on these podcasts. And in the podcast I had last week, number 41, (laughs) I talk about how, you know, we have this ocean of emotion (laughs) and we can swim in it wherever we want to swim to, you know, peace, you know, happiness, sadness, whatever, whatever. Try to bring yourself to peace all the time. Because that's the natural state of your body. Your natural state of you is to be happy and to have peace. It's not the other. Yet we've created the other and we think it's natural. It is not. So here's something else that happened. So anyway, so we've, we've gone out of like natural. Do you know, you know, I was talking to this friend of mine the other day. And we're talking about the moon. It was a full moon here. And I was talking about the calendar. You know, we live by the Georgian calendar. It's it's such garbage. It is such garbage. But there's a lunar calendar. A lunar calendar is 28 days. In the Georgian calendar, every four years you have to add a day because the whole thing's so thrown off. And the reason why the Georgian calendar come around, I can't remember who it was, but some pope decided, see, um, July was named after Julius Caesar. 
August was named after Augustus, I believe. And so, but one had 30 days and one had 31 days. And so what, I think it was the Pope, what he did was he took a day off February and say he put it on, let's say, what month? Julius Caesar's month, July. So that each one had 31 days to make him equal, July and August, Julius and Augustus. You see, the whole thing's garbage, right? So you have to add a day every four years, but the lunar calendar you don't, it's 28 days. You don't have to add anything, right? Because that is a natural cycle. It's the natural cycle of a woman. It's the natural cycle in so many other things. So we create all this stuff that's all rubbish anyway. Anyway, that doesn't matter. So let me t- explain something else to you as well, which is a huge problem for so many people. So we have that thing. So we don't live in natural time. So that's why I try to say find peace within yourself, you know, by the things I teach you here. And then you sort of go back into sort of natural time yourself, you know, your body's living in this state of peace rather than, you know, in frustration and anger and all the rest of it, and you become ill and nothing works in your life and all the rest of it. When you find peace in yourself, you attract peace into your life. It's that simple. You do that for six months. I guarantee you the people you'll attract into your life are peaceful people. If you're a dramatic person now, I guarantee you the people in your life have drama. You only have to look around you. You know, I've said so many times that you... Your universe, your world out here is a complete reflection of what goes inside of you. So whatever you see going on out there, that's you. It just reflects it back to you. So find peace. And then everything that comes to you in your life will have that element of peace within it. It is that simple. The way that we work and the way that the universe works is in absolute simplicity. It's us as human beings that make it complicated as we all know, right, (laughs) including me at times, (laughs) I have to admit. So here's the other thing. So the Industrial Revolution sort of took us out of natural time and destroyed us all, right? The other thing was computers. (laughs) A computer, right? Before computers, there was sort of natural time in how problems got solved. And I've mentioned it here on this podcast that there are two kinds of timing in the world. There is our timing, human timing, which is not that great. And then there's the universe's timing, which is absolutely perfect. So I sort of believe in that one, you know. And But they're always in conflict with each other. Like we want something now, right? But maybe in the way that it's supposed to come into our life is not for three months or six months. But we become so addicted to everything. As I said last week, we're addicted to our thoughts, our emotions, coffee. <laughs> we're addicted to everything. And so when there is the addiction, there's the craving. You know, I need a relationship now. Why? Because I'm so unfulfilled. Well, you know, if you liked yourself better, you wouldn't feel that, right? The more you love who you are, the more you like who you are, you don't have that addiction of needing somebody else in your life straight away because guess what? You enjoy yourself. Very simple. Very simple. So we have all these addictions with everything. doesn't matter what it is. So computers. So computers come along. And what's interesting about computers, nowadays anyway, say you need to solve a problem of like, I don't know, how to take a stain out of something. So you put it in, you know, Google search. Within seconds, it's got the answer for you. Say you need to know how to water a plant. In seconds, it's got the answer for you. But our brains didn't work like that before. 
our brains were more in tune with how everything sort of solved itself anyway, or how we sort of experimented on how to get rid of a stain or grow a plant. You see? So there's like a process involved. The same with meeting people. So now we have all these apps to meet people. And most of the time it doesn't work because, and I have women talk to me about this. You know, I'm online and I met 20 people and none of them worked out. I go, oh, really? How about that? I'm shocked. <laughs> and so I tell them, you know, before these apps, you do realize that people got together and met each other, right? That's why the world is sort of populated with parents, you know? Sort of goes over their head a little bit. <laughs> but this is what happened. So there, for nearly everybody, some people there's not, I got to say that. There is somebody out there for you. And it's going to fit into your life at the perfect time. I have seen this a billion times. Well, maybe not a billion, a couple of thousand, right? I've seen this. But we have this like addiction. I need love now. I need somebody to make me happy now. Make yourself happy. Love yourself. Then you get over the addiction. And then you allow whoever the person is to come into your life naturally. Do you see? rather than needing it now, because it will happen. I mean, I can't tell you. I know it's, some people have to have two or three relationships in their life, you know, and the, the people come along and they always fit in at the right time, always. But we want to push it and say, no, it's got to be now. So why is this? Simple. With the advent of computers and putting a question in and getting an answer straight away, we have conditioned ourselves to believe that we should have every problem in our life solved right now, just like the computer. The computer has conditioned us subconsciously to believe this. So it has taken us out of natural time. You see, I live differently and I've sort of expressed that. And I'm not perfect at it, believe me, but I am, you know, not bad at it. Where I allow everything in my life to work itself out on its own. And you know what happens? It does. It might take longer than maybe what my brain thinks it should do, but it does. And then I have people that I know who live in constant frustration all the time because they don't have their world out there the way that they see it in their brain, and that should be now. So they're always in frustration and anger all the time. You know what happens? They become ill. You develop diseases just by that, by frustration. Your life will work if you get out of the way. I'll say that again. Your life will work for you if you get out of the way. Each one of you has a destiny, whatever it might be. I do. It is there. It is programmed there already. But we have a tendency to screw it up by making stupid decisions all the time. This is why I talk about intuition. It's why I talk about finding peace within yourself. I've said this before, and this is going to get out there, but I said it first, <laughs> just so you know, right? Your intuition is God's compass for you. That's what it is. 
That's why it's never wrong. Do you think the universe is ever wrong? My God, could you imagine if it was? We wouldn't exist. We'd be running into some asteroid somewhere or, you know, we'll all have three heads and one arm and, you know, um, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, so intuition is God's compass for you. So which are you going to listen to? Which one do I listen to? Well, you know, most of the time I live by pure intuition. It drives people nuts because I don't do anything logically. But if I follow logic, I'll go off a cliff. Because logic is faulty. Humans make up logic. Intuition is made up by the universe. Which way do you want to go? Off the cliff or down the road? Do you see? So, with the advent of computers, like I said, we are conditioned to want to solve everything now. It's got to be now. It's got to be now. So, if you could take those two elements of living by intuition and following what your real destiny is, you will live in bliss. You will live in bliss. Because what is right for you will bring you great joy. What is right for the person next door or in a different country, you know, something like this, and you're trying to emulate that, it's not right for you, so you're going to end up off the cliff. Right. But... If you listen, like I do, and I had to learn to do it. Believe me, I've made mistakes in my life. Oh, run into many brick walls. <laughs> but I learned to listen. And in the most miraculous, miraculous ways, I would find exactly what I'm looking for. And what I usually found is that usually what I was looking for was right in front of me, but my logical brain's going, no, oh, no, 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 blah, 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 right. But the intuition was saying, Michael, it's right here. You don't have to go any further. Do you see? So by developing your intuition and getting out of the logic and the time warps that we get into, you'll make your life blissful and a lot happier. Let's say, I know so many people are looking for somebody, you know, to be with. Listen to your intuition as to when it's going to happen, because it'll tell you. If you get you out of the way, you get your brain out of the way, and your intuition will tell you. And maybe it's tomorrow, or maybe it's three years, but the most interesting thing is it's there. You'll know. So there's no guessing. Am I going to meet somebody? Am I going to find this job? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? You're going to know. Certainty brings comfort. The brain likes certainty. Your intuition gives you certainty. Do you see? The universe that designed us is a little cleverer than us, believe me. So you have the two things. You have the brain that needs certainty and the intuition to tell the brain what the certainty is. It's very simple. So how do you develop intuition? You quieten your mind and feel what's in your heart. So many of you know that, you know, you've said, oh, I had a feeling I should have did this and you did it and it worked out. Or I had a feeling, you know, I shouldn't have gone out with that person, but I did and it turned out horrible. <laughs> do you see? That's intuition. And so just by following those very simple things, you develop it because you start to trust it. 
So if you feel something, you know, and you follow it, whatever it is, and that happens to work out the way that you felt it, you know, you gain trust in it. And then you learn to recognize it a lot more. So I'll go back again. Two things. Get out of your head and live more by intuition. It'll guide you out of any circumstance that you're in. If you want an answer from the universe intuitively, ask for it. Say, please bring me the solution to this problem. And intuitively, you'll get the answer or the solution will show up. Find peace within yourself because the peace is the doorway to the intuition. And then once you have that, you have everything and you'll live blissfully. Believe me, I know. This is my podcast for this week number 42. (laughs) Thank you.